0: Thank you Uh, again. We appreciate the fact that you uh, joined us and participated with us today. Uh, We're starting a new series, The Unexpected King. Uh, Jesus uh, stands in stark contrast to all human kings. He's just really different. Uh, He's not like any of the kings that we're used to. Uh, In this human world, Uh, okay, so we're Americans, we don't have kings, we have presidents, we have uh, elected officials, we have leaders, Um, he's different from all of those two, Um, but in particular Jesus is different from kings. He was born in poverty, we're about to remember that whole story as we uh, go into the Christmas season. Uh, he was raised in exile and secrecy. Uh, we'll remember that story as well. His neighbors thought he was just another kid from their small town. I mean, you know, isn't that Joseph's kid? I, I, I remember when I, I love the story when he when he goes back and he preaches at his hometown synagogue, and some of them look at each other and go. You, You'd almost hear something. some of the guys go, hey, did you marry his sister? What makes him so hot? I mean, you know, it's just like, it, 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 he's just family, right? You ever had anybody in your family? No, I don't answer that question, you might get yourself in trouble. <laughs> We're going to discover the truth, though. We're going to discover the truth about the, our unexpected king as in the next few weeks uh, as he We look at how he stands out in complete contrast. As the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he completely sets a a different standard for what it means to be a king. Uh, And today, we are uh, starting in John chapter 18. This is uh, Jesus in front of Pontius Pilate. Wow. John chapter 18, and we're going to go into chapter 19. This is one of those times, Pontius Pilate is one of those people I wish I could go back in time and talk to, like about six weeks after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. I would just love to be able to sit down and go, so Pilate, I'd like to ask you some questions. The other people I'd like to talk to are the people who wrote the Apostles' Creed. Think about this. Those of you, some of you grew up and memorized the, the Apostles' Creed, and, and we don't recite it every week, and so you, you may have to think about this a little bit, but there are only, besides Jesus, God the Father and the Holy Spirit, there are only. Uh, but there are really only two human beings besides Jesus named in the Apostles' Creed. One is the Virgin Mary. Well, okay, that's pretty obvious. Why would you name? Why would you, because he, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. That's the line from the Apostles' Creed. And then right after that, he suffered under Pontius Pilate. Two people named Mary, his mother, and Pontius Pilate. Somehow, Pontius Pilate ends up in the Apostles' Creed. Interesting. How does that happen? Um, interesting question. So as we go to John chapter 18, uh, Jesus has been arrested. Judas has betrayed him. He's been arrested. The first round of uh, kangaroo court has happened. He's been taken to the high priest's home. Uh, they've mocked him, they've beaten him, they've, uh, they've roughed him up a little bit. It, it's just beginning. The, the, the mistreatment and abuse of Jesus is just beginning. Um, yeah, but they know they can't go any further than what they are doing because it, it's illegal for them to kill him. It's illegal to kill him. That's what they're worried about. These are good church people. Oh, I'm sorry. Some of us are going to be going, well, wait a minute, they're not church people, they're synagogue people. Okay. These are good religious folks who don't want to do anything illegal. So they took Jesus from... Caiaphas's house the 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 high priest to the governor's headquarters It was by this time early in the morning. He'd been arrested in the garden in the middle of the night and they but they did not enter They did not go into the governor's headquarters themselves these Jewish leaders did not because well That would make them unclean for the Passover, and then they couldn't celebrate the Passover. If you think you're hearing sarcasm in my voice, you are. I just, for those of you who are not sure, when I'm being sarcastic, this is sarcasm. Because we're trying to kill somebody legally without messing ourselves up spiritually. Does anybody else see the irony in that? Dear, dear I like to call that moral dementia. <laughs> it's where we, we are, we're, we're so far gone morally, our brains don't work right. So they they would not go into the Gentile building where the governor was because that would defile them for the Passover but it was okay to try to figure out a way to kill this guy. Mm-hmm. Kill Jesus. It's okay. So Pilate comes out to them. What a nice guy. Probably figuring I don't want to start a riot. So he comes out to the mom and so what? Do you, what's the charge against this guy? And they said, oh, well if he wasn't a criminal we wouldn't have brought him. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, he said okay so you take him and judge him he's a criminal you take care of it and they said well we would like to but it's illegal for us to kill him oh I see uh, it's not legal for us to put anyone to death and so that John adds a little comment here in, in chapter 18 he says this is done so that Jesus' words would be fulfilled about how he was going to die. He had already told people he was going to be crucified. That's the Romans way. So, John chapter 18, verse 33. Uh, Pilate enters the headquarters again and summons Jesus and asks him, are you the king of the Jews? He's looking at a guy. This, Pilate had probably seen the emperor of Rome. He knows what royalty looks like. He's looking at Jesus, who's a blue-collar guy, a carpenter-turned-rabbi, who lived off the land for three years. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says to him, Do you, do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom was from this world, My followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews, but as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. I'm going to pause here for a minute because this... It doesn't matter what English translation you read. This whole response of Jesus is confusing because he wasn't speaking English when he spoke to Pilate, and that was a kind of a way of saying things. In they were probably speaking each other in Greek, the Greek of that time, and they were probably there was a way of saying something. That was like saying, yes, but there's more. So Jesus is saying, you say that I'm a king. Yes, almost like an infomercial. But wait, there's more. Yes, I'm a king, but that's not all of it. Yes, I'm a king, but I came to do more than that. I came to testify to the truth. And everybody, he goes on to say, everyone who lost truth listens to my voice. And Pilate asked him, looking into the very face of the one who not very long ago had told his disciples, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Looking into the face of the truth, says what is truth. thing. After he said this, Pilate went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him. But you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted, In reply, not this man, but Barabbas. Now, John tells us Barabbas was a bandit. Some translations say insurrectionist, rebel, terrorist. I guess it all depends on whose side you're on. To Rome, he was a terrorist and insurrectionist and rebel. To the... uh, Jewish people, he was Robin Hood. Give us Robin Hood. You can keep the king. So Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, and and then once more, Pilate comes out and says to the Jews, look, here he is, and I really do find no basis for a charge against him. Look how badly beat up my guys made him. Surely you'll feel sorry for it now. And they, as soon as the chief priests and their official saw him, they just started yelling, Crucify! Crucify! And Pilate says, Should I crucify your king? And they said, We have no king but Caesar. What? Shouldn't you be saying you have no king but Jehovah? The Lord God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. What do you mean you have no king? We have no king but Caesar. And finally, despite his better judgment, Despite the fact that he knew he could not find any reason to do it, Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. For some of you who are older, you remember a guy named Paul Harvey. He would then go, and now for the rest of the story. Yeah. Yeah. John chapter 19, the rest of the story, he's been, Jesus has been turned over, and we find out in verses, in verse 19, Pilate also had an inscription written and put on the cross. Apparently, this was not an unusual thing. Uh, Rome Rome really liked to get all the visual impact possible out of crucifixion that they could. Uh, Not only did they crucify people as a way of saying to everyone else, Be careful you don't want to end up like this do you? They would put a sign up there saying this is exactly what this person did to get here and so Pilate put a sign over Jesus on his cross and it said Jesus of Nazareth the King of the Jews Many of the Jews because people were coming from all over the known world Jews were coming from all over the known world to Jerusalem for the Passover. They were going past Golgotha, the place of the skull where Jesus was being crucified. They were going past him on the road. They were seeing him on the cross with that sign over his head. They read the inscription because it was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. Pilate was making sure everybody who could read could see the sign and know what it said. It was in Hebrew. All the Jewish people who could read read Hebrew. So regardless of where they came from in the world, all the Jewish people could read Hebrew. It was written in Latin. Because that was the language of the Roman Empire, the Roman government. So everybody who was a part of Rome's government could read that sign. It was also written in Greek. Greek was in that in Roman Empire in the first century. It was the equivalent of English in our world. Just about anywhere you go in the world, you will find somebody who can speak some kind of English. You may not understand what they're (laughs) saying. And there are places in the United States where I've gone where I can't understand English they're speaking. So I'm not just saying this about people in other parts of the world. Depending on the dialect of English in this country, I've I've had people repeat themselves multiple times in... uh, Well, let's just say (laughs) I wasn't in Michigan. I did not understand what they were saying. Uh, and you also know when the person calls from another country to ask you about your car's warranty. <laughs> yeah. right? But Greek was the language everybody spoke for, for, for business in the Roman Empire. So Pilate made sure anybody who could read could know why Jesus was on the cross and his comment was Jesus of Nazareth king of the Jews well the chief priests of the Jews did not like that so they came to him and they said oh please do not write that he's the king of the Jews but that he said I am the king of the Jews Pilate answered what I have written Written. I got to be thinking about that. So Pilate says, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, what I have written. I'm going to say something, not, this is just an idea that I that came up with that I'm not really, you know, it's not one of those things that I would fight and die for, but it's an interesting thought, that perhaps Pilate was like whether he really grasped the whole concept of what it really meant for him personally or not, was the first one to write the gospel down for everybody to understand it. I know some of you are going, Ooh. So I, here we go in John chapter 1, Nathaniel. in every one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in the first chapter, Jesus is referred to as the king. Listen, Nathaniel meets Jesus, Jesus says to him, I saw you when you were still under the tree, and Nathaniel says to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God, you are the king of Israel, John chapter 1, verse 49. Gabriel talking to Mary you're going to bear a son He will be great and will be called the son of the most high the Lord will give him the throne of his father David And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end Luke chapter 1 verse 32 Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. This is the record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, the Son of David. By the way, just I did, all the Jewish people who were reading Matthew understood who the son of David was, but I wanted to put him after Gabriel's message just in case we Gentiles didn't get it. The son of David's going to sit on the throne of David. He's the king. Matthew 1.1, the very first verse. Let me tell you about this guy. And then in Mark chapter 1, Mark says, this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news, proclaiming the gospel of God. (laughs) The time has come, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news. Jesus comes proclaiming, I am the king, I have brought the kingdom. (laughs) first one, to put it down on a sign that everyone could read. Mm-hmm. It was the same one that allowed his crucifixion. Pontius Pilate mm-hmm. Put a sign over his head. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. In Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. For all to know, That's the statement that changed the course of history for our world. The king of kings came. Somehow, I do not understand, and I'm pretty sure, just from, well, as far as we can tell, Pilate never really got it. There's no history or record of him uh, ever being a Jesus follower or a but there was something about Jesus that made him know he's not an ordinary guy. Jesus' kingship showed up even in his most vulnerable moments, even when he was there standing before Pilate, and Pilate says to him, don't you realize I have the power to release you or to crucify you? And Jesus says, well, you really have no power except what's been given to you from above." maybe it was in that moment but there was something about Jesus that made Pilate realize this is the king of the Jews I don't know what that all means but this regardless of what all these rabble rousers are yelling and screaming and why they want to kill him I don't understand but I do know this this is a guy named Jesus from a little town out in the middle of nowhere He's the king. And that's changed everything, ladies and gentlemen. That's why our world was created for us, each and all, to individually and collectively to recognize that Jesus is the king. There may be times when it doesn't look like it to me. Or it doesn't look like it to you. Yes. Okay. Everybody needs to know. So. I'm going to be praying a prayer that God will open my eyes this week. This is going to be an interesting week with the holidays going on, and who knows what else. But I want to ask that the Holy Spirit and Jesus will make me aware of someone that God wants me to help them become aware, of, uh, help them to become aware of His love for them and who Jesus is. So I want to invite you to pray along with me as I pray. Jesus, I want you to bring somebody into my life, or bring someone I already know to my mind, somebody that you're waiting to awaken to trust you in a new, deeper way. And use me, use my words, use my actions, use me to plant your love in their lives. Come Holy Spirit, open my ears to hear and my eyes to see who you want me to notice in this week. Pray this in your name, Jesus. You are sent, go with Jesus. Thank right. you.